Loving God, we just ask this morning that you open the scripture to us that we may understand it more deeply and more fully. That your Holy Spirit may be upon us now as it was with Christ so long ago and it has been with countless generations. That we may know the love and the hope and the joy of our Lord Jesus Christ in our lives. Amen. I just want to ask you a question. How many of you have ever made Easter eggs out of real eggs when you've dipped them into food colouring? And have you, look, one person, two, a couple of you. So I want to tell you a story about two brothers that decided to make exactly those Easter eggs. You know, some, you know how you, do, you, you boil the eggs and you, you kind of need to get the colours and stuff and make them all work? Well, these two brothers decided they'd do this for, for Easter, but the older brother thought, hang on, I'm going to go and ask my younger brother a question. Actually, I'm going to give him a dare. He said, I'll give you $10 if before we boil these eggs, you'll let me crack three eggs on your head. And so the younger brother went, oh, fantastic. Ten bucks for nothing. I reckon he could crack three eggs on my head. And so he said, yes, promise. Promise you'll give me ten bucks if you crack three eggs, if I let you crack three eggs on my head. And so the bigger brother went, okay, deal, promise. $10 if I get to crack three eggs in your head. So the younger brother braced himself and the older brother went, first egg, whack, cracked. And you can see the yolk dripping down his face. And he goes, well, that's not too bad. And he braced himself for the next one and the older brother goes, crack, and does the next one. And he's waiting with his eyes closed for the third one, nothing happens. He's still waiting. He looks up. Aren't you going to crack the three, the thirty? He goes, Nah. If I do that, I have to pay you ten dollars. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes life is full of empty promises, promises that aren't always there. Sometimes you know. Have you ever noticed? And you know, if you've ever watched late night TV, you may have actually been. Uh, experienced some of these things of marketing commercials that promise the world only if you purchase these things. It's funny because that's exactly what they want you to do. They want you to be able to buy things and they're going to give you certain things. It might be, if you buy this, you might become happy, you might become sexy, you might become rich or famous, you might have the world's best six-pack Mine's just hidden by a layer of comforting, warm fat in front of me at the moment. So, but I'm sure they're meant to have it. Only if I bought that product. See, the thing is, also, it's not just advertising. Government promises that if we support this policy change, or we only vote for this representative, then everything else will become perfect. Have you ever noticed how many politicians and how many elections we've had? And promises that have been made, that have come up as being what? Empty? Not fulfilled? Some people wonder if that's exactly the same thing for God's promises, whether his promises actually have been able to be fulfilled. See, in fact, if you actually read through Scripture, you'll find there's over 7,000 different promises that God makes to his people through there. And we live in a world of broken promises, of unfulfilled expectations. 
We make commitments and sometimes we, and we may even be, you know, a part of this as well. We may not even follow through on our commitments that we make. We make plans and we don't follow through. Good intentions, but not just carried through. But God is different. God is not like that. His promises aren't empty. His promises are always fulfilled. But what I want you to do today is I want to focus on three empty things that mark God's promises as being completely true. And the first of these is the empty cross. We need to return back to Christ's death on the cross. And so often you may see that symbols that are there, and we have in, in our church, and we have in all lots of other churches, we actually have an empty cross because it is the empty cross that is the promise of God. Yes, Christ was crucified on it. Yes, Christ had a crown of thorns placed on his head. He had cruel nails pierced his hands and his legs. He was pierced in the side, but we don't leave a dead Christ on the cross. It is the empty cross that reminds us of what Christ did, but it is more. We never leave Christ just there. But it reminds us of the payment for the sin of death that Christ has given us and has paid for us in full. Simply put, the cost of sin is more than we can pay, but the grace of God is more than we could ever imagine. Do you know what God did with our list of sins, our things that we have done? Listen to what the Apostle Paul has written. You were dead in sin and your sinful desires were not yet cut away. Then he gave you a share in this very life of Christ. For he forgave all your sins and blotted all out all the charges proved against you. The list of his commandments which you had not obeyed. And he took this list of sins and destroyed it by nailing it to Christ in Christ's cross. The empty cross promises forgiveness of sins. The hours of agony that Christ had is our joy that we can have. It's interesting because the words that Christ whispered on those cross is it is finished, amongst other ones, but that one is the one that we want to focus on today, that it is finished. And it's these words that are full of meaning for us. It actually means, if you go into the Greek, it actually means to be paid in full. That it is actually paid in full. It is finished. It is complete. There's nothing more to give. And when Christ utters these words on cross and he breathes his last, we know that it is paid in full for us. The first of the promises that we want to focus on today that are not empty, but are in the empty cross that we realise that we have forgiveness. The second of the, the signs, the promises that God has, is actually found in the empty grave clothes that are here. Empty. Christ is not there. You know, if you think about it for a moment, maybe what is the, the case? What is the case for us? If you were going to steal somebody, 
who was buried, would you bother to unwrap them first? Put the grave clothes back and take the body. Now, if you're going to do it and you wanted to sneak in, you take it quickly. The empty clothes give us the indication of the promise of God. See, let's go back into the story. Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus were both Pharisees who, who secretly believed in Jesus, reluctantly during Christ's life, but they had the courage in his death to stand up for Christ. So they requested permission for Pilate to bury Jesus' body. So they ascended to Golgotha, took the body, wrapped it in long strips of cloth. Pilate provided the permission for them to do that. They had the spices that they need, the anointment, and following the Jewish burial customs, they wrapped Jesus' body with spices in long sheets of linen cloth. And for John, who witnessed all of this firsthand, and then had witnessed in the arrival at the burial clothes, witnessed a departure of hope. See, the thing is that it's a very tangible thing to see the body that has died. It's a tangible reminder of the death that has happened. That was sealed behind the rock, the tomb that we came into this morning. See, John didn't know on Friday what we know now and what some people still fail to comprehend that Jesus rose from the dead John and the other disciples the other believers in Jesus they believed in Jesus they put their faith in Jesus all their hopes and all their dreams they placed upon this man believing that God was in human flesh but when he died on the cross, their hopes seemed to fade. They didn't realise that Christ needed to rise again. Maybe you can relate to that. Maybe there's been a tragedy in your life or a dent or something that has destroyed your faith. Maybe it's a loss in a job or a friend or, or a death in the family. And that God just didn't show up like you'd expected. See, what we need to realise is that the empty clothes, the empty grave clothes are such a promise for us because they show the promise of God that death could not hold Jesus there, that he was raised again. His body was made whole and his body was not missing because it was stolen but because he was alive again. Let's go back to John's reading. What did they see in the tomb? They stopped and looked in and saw the linen wrappings lying there. While the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded up and lying across the other wrappings. You know, can you just think for a moment, John's mind would be beginning to race. If someone had stolen the body, wouldn't they have taken the grave clothes too? Yes, that's the case. But it isn't. It's not just an empty tomb. It's empty clothes. See, on that first Easter morning, Easter Sunday morning, 
God took those burial clothes, a tangible reminder of the death of Jesus Christ, a symbol of the tragedy, and made them actually into a symbol of hope for us, a birthplace of new faith. A pile of empty clothes restored John's faith, realising that Christ was raised. God wants to do the same for us. And the next time your faith is shaken, you may doubts may be coming up inside of you. Remember the empty grave clothes of Christ. Don't just let God hang you on the cross. Don't just leave him in the tomb wrapped in the grave clothes because he is risen. And finally, we come to the final empty part that fulfills the promise. This morning we had the stone across there. We had the, the blackened windows and everything to remind us that we were still coming into a tomb. But what was it? It was empty. It was gone. Jesus was no longer there. This perfectly carved crypt cut into the side of a rock wall made especially to lay a body upon for their death, for a dead body to remain there. But what do they find? When they look inside, they find it empty, no death, nothing apart from the empty clothes. Matthew has a slightly different account and talks about this when an angel suddenly announces, don't be afraid, I know that you are looking for Jesus who has been crucified. He is not here. He has risen from the dead as he said he would. Come and see the place where his body was. Come and see the empty tomb. The empty tomb of Jesus reminds us that it is a symbol actually of life. Life that outlasts the grave. Life everlasting. Hope of life eternal with our Lord and Maker. We have three promises fulfilled to us, found in the empty symbols in Easter. The empty cross, the empty grave clothes and the empty tomb. They give us hope. They give us joy. But sometimes when people look at this, they don't see the joy, they just see the death. We need to realise for ourselves that Christ is risen. Let's that give that a go. Come on. I know you can do it. Christ is risen. That's much more hopeful because that's what we come for. We come here to celebrate the joy of Easter that Christ is risen. Well done. You've got it. There we go. The empty cross, a promise of forgiveness for our sins. The empty grave crows, a promise of faith for those that are willing to stay close to God during their dark times. The empty cave, the empty tomb, a promise, a promise forever 
for those who put their faith in the one who has conquered death. As I said in the beginning, our God is a God of promises. And he always keeps them. The very fact that the cross, the clothes and the cave were found empty actually reassures us of this promise that God has made to us. So I want to invite you this Easter. If you haven't yet received God's promises, I want to invite you to embrace God's promises. I want to encourage you to do so now, to trust in God, to trust in Jesus. And if you can help, if anybody here is able to help you, and I'm sure there are one or two, we'd be able to help you figure out how to do that. Just pray with me now. Jesus Christ, come into our lives now. Not as the dead Christ, but as the living, resurrected, hopeful one that gives us joy and we know that the promises that you have made, God, are promises that you keep and you keep for our lives. O Lord Jesus Christ, I trust you. O Lord Jesus Christ, I want you in my life. O Lord Jesus Christ, renew us with your Holy Spirit. Amen.